Our scripture reading for today is taken from our Old Testament lesson, Genesis chapter 12. I'll read the opening verses again. It said, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. You'll bow your heads with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, it is by faith that we come and worship you this day. Though our eyes do not see you, our hearts believe. Though our hands cannot touch you, our spirits receive your embrace. When we cannot fathom your ways, we still have confidence in you. Strengthen our faith so that it will be like Abraham's, so that when you speak, we will hear and follow. We ask this in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Babs in her children's message mentioned a children's song that I grew up hearing. Uh, this is it. Father Abraham. How many know that song? Some here? Some do? Some do? Some don't? That's okay. Very simple song and here are the words, Father Abraham has many sons, many sons has Father Abraham. I am one of them and so are you, so let's all praise the Lord. It's a, a children's song and if you're doing it with children, you can have them begin to march along. After you sing through this verse, you say right arm and they begin to move their right arm like they're marching. And then you sing again. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons has Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you, so let's all praise the Lord. And then you say left arm, so you've got both your left arm and your right arm doing. You sing again, and you do your right leg and your left leg, and pretty soon you're marching along with your whole body as you sing the song. So here's a question for you. The question is, how many sons did Father Abraham actually have? How many sons did Father Abraham actually have? If we think through his life, he and Sarah were going to have a child, but they were unable to, so Sarah gave to Abraham her servant, and they had a son by the name of Ishmael. And then... When Abraham was about 99 years old, God came to him and said, you and Sarah will have a son. And Abraham believed, and that son was Isaac. And then years passed. Sarah passed away. Abraham was about 140 years old, and he married again. A woman by the name of Keturah, and she bore him six more sons. So that's eight. But I think we also need to consider, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, and then Abraham lived to the ripe old age of 175 and he breathed his last, scripture says. 
But I think we also need to consider what St. Paul said in our second reading for today. He said this, Consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. You and I are children of Abraham. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham that all nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So how many children did Abraham have? (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) All who believe. All who believe. And so that song is true. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons says Father Abraham. I am one of them and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Two weeks ago, we started this series on faith and family. Two weeks ago, Pastor Scott talked about those who were in the first family of faith in the Garden of Eden and how they disobeyed God's command and how God then closed the garden to them, but not before he promised that one of their descendants would save them. And then they were driven from the garden, not because God was angry with them, But out of his mercy and his grace, he didn't want them to eat from the tree of life in their sinful state and live in that sinful state forever. Last week, Pastor Al talked about, or we first of all, we heard the story of the Tower of Babel. And that's the family of God that doesn't want to be with God. They want to make a name for themselves. They want to do their own thing. And so God came down and scattered them throughout the world as he had asked them to do. Pastor Al preached about the the rich young man that came to Jesus and said, what must I do to be saved? And if it's based on us, the only thing that we can do to be saved is to be perfect. And we're not, so that leaves us no hope except God gives us the hope of his son, Jesus Christ, who forgives us our sins. And today we continue on with the family of God through the father of the faith, through the man by the name of Abram. Later, he changed his name to Abraham. And We find out that we are saved just as Abraham was. We are saved by grace, for Christ's sake, through faith as we receive the gifts of God and the forgiveness that he has for each and every one of us. And so the theme for today's message is our family of faith, our family of faith. Now, when God called Abraham, was he already in Canaan? The answer is no. He was born in the city of Ur, which is on the right-hand side of the map, the Ur of the Chaldees, which is in the Mesopotamia region. When he was older, his whole family traveled from Ur up to Haran, which is in that northernmost section. It was there when Abraham was 75 years old that God called him to the promised land. But it's interesting that Scripture also tells us that Abraham's family at that time was worshiping idols. And Abraham was probably worshiping idols himself. And so the question is, was 
Abraham looking for God or was God watching Abraham? The answer is that God was watching Abraham. He had him in mind as the one who would be the father of the faith. Kind of reminded me of a story uh, that took place at a a Christian school that had a cafeteria. The the kids were in line and they were going down the cafeteria line picking out the food that they wanted and at at the end of the line there was a bowl of apples. And next to the bowl of apples there was a sign that read Take only one apple, please. And it said, God is watching. God is watching. Well, across the aisle, there was another table that had another bowl with all kinds of candy and candy bars inside of it. And someone else had written a handwritten note that said, Take all you want. God is watching the apples. God had his eye on Abraham. He was watching him. If you have your outline, you can fill in that. It's on page 7 in your worship folder. The first point is that God had his eye on Abraham. And so God said to him, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. And Abraham left just as the Lord had told him. All through Scripture, we find that Abraham is a man of faith. Time and time again, his faith was tested. We hear stories about the great faith that he had, not only when God called him to leave this country of Haran where his father was at to go to a different country, not that he was going to give this country to Abram, he was going to give it to his descendants. But Abram or Abraham left. He believed and trusted in God. In chapter 15 of the book of Genesis, God spoke again to Abraham. He called him out in the middle of the night. He said, look at the stars and count them if you can. So will be the number of your descendants. Scripture says that Abraham believed in God and God credited it to him as righteousness. When Abraham was a hundred years old and he had no children yet, God came to him and he said, Sarah will have a child in the next year. Abraham believed. And when his son was 12 years old, God said to Abraham, go to the mountain that I will show you and I want you to sacrifice your son there on an altar. And scripture said that Abraham got up the next morning He gathered his supplies, and he went to the place where God had showed him. He believed that even if he were to sacrifice his son, that God could raise him from the dead. That was his faith. Abraham lived by faith. And faith is a part of our life as well, isn't it? Sometimes even more than we may think, sometimes more than we realize I remember this, this last week, uh, about a week and a half ago, I had COVID, and I ended up going to an urgent care facility, one that I had never been to before. I talked to a nurse practitioner that I had never met before. She gave me some medicine that I had never heard before, but I believed that she, what she said, that if I took it, it would help me get better. 
and it did. I was living by faith. And we do that every day, don't we? With all kinds of things that are going on around us. We live by faith. And although Abraham was a man of faith, we also need to recognize he also sinned and fell short of God's glory. It's the second point in your outline. Abraham sinned and fell short of the glory of God. When he was in the promised land, the land that God was going to give to his descendants, there was a famine in the land, and he went down to Egypt, and while he was there, and it's interesting that this is in the second half of this 12th chapter of the book of Genesis. That when Abraham went down to Egypt, he was afraid because his wife was so beautiful that they would kill him and somebody else would take his wife and all his possessions. So he said to his wife, Sarah, tell them that you're my sister. There were times where Abraham's faith was weak. Times when his faith was frail. Times when his heart was filled more with fear than with faith. And yet, when God spoke to him again, his faith was revived. His faith was strengthened. It became strong once again. And how much are we like that as well? We need to hear God's word spoken to us. We need to hear those promises that God gives us. We need to hear that God loves us that we are his children, his dear possessions, and that heaven is ours because of what Jesus Christ has done. How often do we need to hear God's voice? That's why we gather together, to hear his word and his promise. I was reminded of a translator that was in Africa that was writing a language that had never been written down before and while this translator was working among these people one of the the words or phrases that he tried to translate was faithful obedience faithful obedience and he was there with the people he would watch and he would listen and he would learn from the people and there was one day when a group of men were there in the village and one of the men called his dog and his dog ran as fast as the little legs could carry it, and he sat right down at his master's feet, and his eyes were locked on his master. He was looking at his master thinking, give me my command, tell me what I need to do. And one of the other men that were standing there said, your dog is all ears. And the translator said, that's the word I'm looking for, for faithful obedience. That's what God works in us, that we are all ears, that we are waiting for God to speak, that our eyes are locked on him. We're waiting for his command, waiting to hear his promise. That's what Abraham did. He was a man of great faith. And whenever I read one of the Old Testament passages of Scripture, I like to ask the question, where do you see Jesus? Jesus is scattered all through the Old Testament. But where do we see Jesus in our lesson for today? It can be found in that last line of God's promise to Abram when he said, all peoples on earth will be blessed 
through you. He was talking about Abraham's descendant, the promised one to come, the promised Messiah, Jesus Christ, who would come and give his life so that we might have life with God. He is our guarantee, that descendant of God who brings God's family together by faith through the grace which he gives us in his Son. And that grace and faith is available to every person who ever lived on this earth. Abraham was, same, was saved in the same way that you and I are saved. By grace, for Christ's sake, through faith. Although he didn't know Christ, he knew that promised descendant would one day come. And we find out he would give his life as a ransom for many. And he would buy us back and give us the forgiveness of sins. And that's why the author to the book of Hebrews said this. He said, therefore, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, think about him, ponder what he's done. And his love for you and for me. He who endured such opposition from sinful men, for what purpose? So that we will not grow weary and lose heart. It's not always that easy living out in the world today, is it? We need to hear those words and promises of God. His love for us, his mercy given to us that creates that faith and enables us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen.